Hey, this is Matthew Lilly. Welcome to the Presence Pioneers podcast. What comes to your mind when you hear the phrase prayer meeting? For me, what comes to my mind is this picture of old ladies in a church basement on a Tuesday morning. They're half praying, but then they're half gossiping about the needs that are in a church. Old Johnny needs some prayer because you know what he's been doing. And maybe for you, you think of something else when you hear the phrase prayer meeting, but I guarantee you, you probably envision something that's kind of boring because if you've ever been to a prayer meeting, you've definitely experienced prayer meetings that are either boring or awkward or bad. And if you've never been to a prayer meeting before, it's probably because you know that they are going to be that way at times. Well, prayer meetings don't have to be bad. However, I'm going to share today seven ways to ruin a prayer meeting. I've been hosting worship and prayer gatherings now for over 12 years. I've been in and hosted hundreds and hundreds of prayer meetings and many of them have been bad or awkward or unenjoyable, but some of them have been really awesome. And so I want to help you today discover some ways to ruin a prayer meeting so that you can avoid these pitfalls. And this is not just for leaders of ministries or pastors or whatever. This could be how you gather your family together to pray. If you're a parent, this could be your small group when you have a time of prayer together or it could be you and your friends on a college campus, or it could be your house of prayer. Uh, whatever size, it doesn't matter. Big prayer meeting, little prayer meeting, these principles will apply. Look, before I get into the seven ways to ruin a prayer meeting, if you're new, welcome to the Presence Pioneers podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Our podcast exists to help you in your community, experience and host the presence of God because we believe God's presence changes everything. So we want to equip you to host day and night worship and prayer so that you and your community can experience the presence of God. Every Thursday, we release a new episode. It's either going to be a short little teaching like today, or it's going to be an extended interview with a leader in the prayer and worship movement or a Bible teacher. And so we want you to just hit subscribe, stay in touch with us, follow along with us so that you can get this content and help you in your journey to experience more of the presence of God. You can go to presencepioneers.org at any time. That's our website. We've got more information about our ministry. All of our episode archives are up there, the show notes and everything. You can also make a donation there to support us and just say thank you for the podcast as well. And we appreciate that very much. All right. Let's get into it. Seven ways to ruin a prayer meeting. Number one, don't start on time. Don't start on time. The greatest way to ruin a prayer meeting is to be lackadaisical about it. You know, it's hard enough to get people to show up to a meeting. It's hard enough to get people to show up to any kind of church gathering or prayer meeting. Start on time because if you've ever led any kind of gathering or get together, you know, once you start five minutes late, then people start showing up five minutes late, seven minutes late, 10 minutes late, 15 minutes late. And all of a sudden you've built a culture where it's not important. It's not seen as valuable and people just show up late and people think that it's not important and it's not valuable. But if you say you're going to have a prayer meeting at 8 a.m., have a prayer meeting at 8 a.m., start. If it's you, if there's two people there, go ahead, start praying on time. Do what you say you're going to do. 
Not starting on time is a great way to ruin a prayer meeting. Number two, just go ahead and skip the whole prayer part. I can't tell you how many different times I've tried to be at a prayer meeting and there hasn't been prayer. So if you want to ruin a prayer meeting, just don't pray. Go ahead and skip the prayer part. A couple of things I've experienced. Number one is there's supposed to be some kind of gathering for prayer and the whole thing gets canceled. It seems like, you know, in a lot of churches, ministries, church culture, prayer kind of gets pushed to the side, backburnered. Uh, everything else seems more important than prayer. And so a lot of times there's a staff meeting or there's a scheduling conflict and prayer just gets knocked off the list. Uh, I would encourage you keep the appointments of prayer, make prayer a priority in your life or in your ministry. Another thing I've experienced is the quote unquote prayer meeting happens, but there's not actually prayer happening in the meeting. Maybe 90% of the time is people talking to each other, fellowshipping, sharing prayer requests, which can unfortunately easily turn into gossip sessions if you're not careful. Uh, and maybe a few minutes of praying. If you're going to host something and call it a time of prayer or a prayer gathering or prayer meeting, I would encourage you make sure 90% of that time is actually praying and interacting with God. You can have some time of sharing, teaching, you can include those kind of moments, but if you call it a prayer time, let it be focused on prayer. You know, I've been to a prayer meeting and people haven't prayed is when everyone's there, but everyone's too shy or scared or feeling awkward. And so no one actually speaks up to pray. And there's kind of this awkward silence that happens. And so we're going to talk about how to deal with that uh, and some of the other points. But number two way to ruin a prayer meeting is to actually skip out on the prayer. Number three. Great way to ruin the prayer meeting is to have no plan, no preparedness, and no leader. Uh, just show up and see what happens. This is, you know, super important. You know, you think about all the other Christian activities that happen, a worship gathering, the, the music, the message, you know, outreach, all these different things. They require a lot of planning, a lot of preparation, a lot of resources, and the church puts tons of energy into those things and preparation into those things and thinks it's right. But it seems like when it comes to prayer, it's kind of like, well, let's just show up and pray and we're just going to know how to do it and know what to do. And it's going to be awesome. But nothing else works that way. And prayer doesn't work that way either. If you want to ruin a prayer meeting, have no plan. Don't be prepared and don't have anybody in place to help lead the meeting. A couple great questions to help you in your preparation is what are you going to actually be praying for? Are you focusing on intercession and praying for certain things? Or is it more going to be devotional about just communing with God and kind of what's going on inside of us? Is the whole prayer meeting going to have one prayer topic, a focus that we're praying about for the whole meeting? Or is it going to kind of change and jump around during the meeting? Who's directing the meeting? You know, is just the leaders or somebody on a microphone going to lead a meeting or can anybody jump in and pray? How long should people's prayer times go when they do lead a time of prayer? So the, the more that you can give some thought to what this meeting is going to be like, uh, give it some planning, some clear communication, it really helps people to be bold and to engage and to participate when they know what the plan is. They know the expectations on the front end that really helps people to actually want to pray and engage because there's a clear sense of direction. I mean, some people, uh, they can just show up, begin to pray and maybe pray in tongues and, and they're prophetic and they hear God's voice and they know what to pray and they're bold. But most people are not that way. Uh, most Christians uh, don't feel that bold about prayer. And some people are just more shy by nature. 
And the more that you can set the tone, the plan in advance, uh, the better it will be for everybody and the more enjoyable your time of prayer together will be. All right, number four way to ruin a prayer meeting is to just pray what comes to mind. This kind of goes back to the last point, but prayer meetings should have a focus. Uh, I've been in so many meetings where, you know, somebody's praying for Aunt Sally's grandmother, Susie, who got sick. And then all of a sudden a guy stands up and blows a shofar and starts praying for Israel. And then wait a second, then the pastor jumps in and he wants to pray for the evangelistic crusade and the services that are coming up. And I I go, what are we praying for again? There's just randomness and, and confusion and jumping all around. And for me personally, it's hard for me to engage. And I actually pull back and go, okay, I don't know what to say. I don't know where to focus. I don't know what we're trying to zero in on here. And so my tendency is just to even pull back. I know others have that same tendency as well. When it gets random and confusing and lacks focus, it makes it hard for everybody to participate and to come into agreement together. And agreement in prayer actually brings power to our prayers. But if there's no focus in our prayer meetings, then we're just being random and we can't come together in agreement. And therefore, we're actually hindering the effectiveness of our prayers by being unfocused and unplanned in the way it is. So there's a couple ways you can you can organize a prayer meeting so that they have some focus. You can just say, this prayer meeting, we're focusing on praying for revival in our city. And that's all you're doing. Or this prayer meeting, we're praying for our church and praying for the needs of our church. And that's all we're praying for. We're not going to start praying for revival in the nations. We're not going to pray for the salvation of Israel. We're going to just pray for our church, you know. So you can, you can just take the whole meeting and zero in on one prayer topic or one prayer focus. The other thing you can do is you can have segments within your meeting uh, where you say, we're going to pray for this for a little bit and pray for something else. When I pray with our kids, we do this. We're going to have a prayer of Thanksgiving now. We're going to pray for others now. We're going to pray for our own family. So you can break up a time of prayer in segments as long as it's clear what you're praying for in each segment. And those segments aren't random because of people's whims or urges or whatever they are personally passionate about. But that again, there's agreement together. Even if you say, hey, we're going to take 15 minutes and, and zero in on this, and then 15 minutes, we're going to pray for something else. But during those 15 minutes, there's clear agreement and unity around a certain topic. Hey guys, this is Matthew. We'll get back to the episode in just a moment. If you're enjoying the podcast, Please consider joining Presence Pioneers Premium, our brand new subscriber community. Paid subscribers will get exclusive premium content such as bonus podcast episodes, exclusive articles, early releases, and more. Presence Pioneers will be releasing its first e-course in 2024 with many more to come. And the Presence Pioneers Premium subscribers will always have full access to the entire library of online courses. Visit media.presencepioneers.org or click the link in the description to join today. You can become a premium member today for an introductory price of only $5 a month. When the price goes up in the future, as our library of resources grows, you can stay subscribed at the original price. If you've enjoyed our podcast for a while, becoming a premium member is a simple way for you to help us cover the cost of producing this podcast and partner with Presence Pioneers in equipping the church with resources 
for day and night prayer, prophetic worship, missions, and revival. Visit media.presencepioneers.org to sign up today. Okay, number five way to ruin a prayer meeting is be loud and dominate the meeting. Okay, so I am personally in a lot of Pentecostal charismatic kind of churches, and it's not uncommon to find people who pray loud and aggressively. I personally sometimes get this way. And so I'm not opposed to loud, bold, aggressive prayers. There's actually some biblical merit to having passion and lifting our voices together in prayer. But what I find is that sometimes people that are unusually loud and long in their prayers, that it causes other people to be shy about praying, especially if they don't have a tendency to be so passionate and loud and aggressive in their prayer styles. You know, God doesn't just hear loud prayers. God hears our prayers, even a whisper. It says that he knows what we need even before we even ask him. And so we don't have to be loud in our prayers in order for God to hear us. So if we want to have a culture in our families or in our prayer ministries or in our prayer meetings where we allow anybody to pray in whatever style they want. And, and someone that's shy or quiet, that their prayer is just as important to the Lord as somebody that gets fired up and is yelling and screaming as well. We want to invite all those things. But one of the things we might want to invite is we might want to say, hey, those who are loud and dominating, can you tone it down a little bit? Those who are quiet and, and shy, go ahead and be bold. And we can encourage these people so that we have unity in our prayers. One thing I've experienced is people praying too long is a great way to kill a prayer meeting. Jesus's longest prayer in recorded prayer in the scriptures is in John 17. And it takes a couple of minutes to read through that a few minutes. And so I would say if somebody wants to lead a time of prayer or speak up and pray at the prayer meeting, you don't want somebody praying for more than two, three, four, maybe five minutes at a time, depending on, you know, how, how anointed it is at that moment. Uh, but many times you, people start to check out. So Two, three, four minutes, I mean, is about the longest you really want people to pray so that one person doesn't dominate the entire meeting. All right. Number six way to ruin a prayer meeting is to leave your Bible at home. Go ahead and leave your Bible at home. You don't need to worry about what God's word says. Just pray whatever you're feeling, whatever pops into your head. Just pray that. Just kidding. Of course, the way we have an effective prayer meeting is praying Bible-based prayers. Uh, I love praying the Bible. We did an entire episode, episode 40, about apostolic prayers, which are taking the New Testament and using them as the basis for our prayers. I love praying the Bible for a couple of reasons. Number one, it helps ground our prayers in good theology. I have been in prayer meetings where people have literally prayed things that are unbiblical. <laughs> God does not hear or will not, he hears them, but he will not answer unbiblical prayers. But when we align our prayers with God's will as revealed in his word, he's going to answer that and release his power. The other thing I found is praying Bible-based prayers helps bring the church together. This is especially true if you have people from different churches and denominations coming together to pray. Uh, praying the word of God can really help bring unity. And also it can help us when we don't know what to pray. And that's why I love the apostolic prayers. And I, I'm going to link to that episode in the show notes so you can go back 
and listen to that episode as well if you want to learn how to use the Bible to get fresh language to pray and how to lead others in that as well. So include the Bible in your prayer meetings if you don't want to ruin them. All right, number six, whatever you do, don't sing or worship. Don't sing or worship if you want to ruin your prayer meeting. The best prayer meetings and prayer gatherings I've ever been to have included music, without a doubt, no question. They've been worship-based prayer meetings. And I think the reason for that is when you see the throne room in heaven in Revelation 4 and 5, you see Revelation 5, 8, around the throne of God, you have these creatures and elders, and it says that they have harps and bowls. And it says in the bowls, there's incense that are the prayers of the saints. So you have music, and then you have intercession together. And in my experience, when we do on earth, as it is in the heavenly throne room, and we take music and our prayers and put them together, that there's great joy, a manifestation of God's presence. And I would say starting with worship, starting with music, starting with praise. You know, the Lord's Prayer starts with, Our Father, hallowed be thy name. So this is, you know, the way we should start our prayers is praising God, honoring the Lord, singing to Him, experiencing His presence, and allowing His Spirit to lead us into uh, our ongoing times of prayer and intercession. So I would say, you know, practically a few things you can do is just have some music at the beginning. You just play it on your phone. If it's just a few of you or your family or whatever, just play some worship music on your phone, 15, 20 minutes, sing. If you can have live worship or, or guitar or piano or something, that's great. If not, just do the best you can. Have Include some worship and music in there, then flow into your prayer time as well. If you want to get really fancy, you can adapt the harp and bowl model like that IHOP in Kansas City uses, the International House of Prayer uh, which we've talked about in previous episodes as well, which is a way to combine music and prayer together in a certain model. But I would say whatever format you want to have in your prayer times, uh, include music and worship, even in your personal prayer times, by the way. But it's a great way. It really helps unity and joy, especially in a prayer meeting. Okay, final way to ruin a prayer meeting. Don't teach or train anybody about prayer. It's so interesting when you read through the Gospels and you see Jesus with his disciples. His disciples never asked him, how do you do miracles? Jesus, teach us how to do miracles. Jesus, teach us how to walk on water. Jesus, teach us how to preach. But they said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. And I find it fascinating how we just kind of expect people to know how to pray. Let's just, you know, you should pray. You should pray. You should pray. pray. That's kind of the message. But then you go, how do we do it? And so... I think there's a couple ways to do it. You can actually teach on it. You can train on it and you can also just catch it. I mean, you've got to pursue it. People that have a prayer life and experience praying, get in a meeting together, other people that don't have as much experience and pray together, catch it, learn it, but then teach on it and train in it as well. And it kind of goes back to one of my original points earlier, which is like, you've got to just have some intentionality with it. You just can't expect to show up and be random about it and expect that it's going to happen. I love to take a few minutes at the beginning of a prayer meeting, give some explanation, give some biblical and practical teaching and training. Here's what we're going to do, you know, encouraging people to pray and then diving into it rather than just expecting people to know exactly what to do. Okay. Seven ways to ruin a prayer meeting. I hope that helps you, whether it's your family, whether it's your small group, whether it's your house of prayer, 
If you're gathering people together to pray and to seek the Lord, I think these things will help you just have an enjoyable time, presence-filled prayer meeting where you experience God's glory and His joy and that are effective and biblical as well. So if this was helpful to you, please share this. Uh, send it to some friends. If you, there's people that you know that are leading prayer or that you gather to pray with, send it to them so that they can grow in their ability to lead prayer as well. If you're on YouTube and you're watching this video, give us that little thumbs up button and leave us a comment. That would be great. If you're on Apple, if you could leave us a rating or review on the Apple podcast app, that would be fantastic. All those things help us get the the word out there. More people see the podcast and hear about Jesus and learn how to worship and pray, which is what we want. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, if you're not subscribed, be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're connecting with us. And don't forget, God's presence changes everything.